Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, February seventeenth, February seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, and um, so glad to have everybody joining us today as we uh, do our morning daily readings through the Word of God. Uh, we are we've been or since back before Christmas, we've been going through this uh, minister's prayer book um, published by Doberstein. And it has uh, daily readings throughout the Christian calendar. Today we are in the sixth week, or sometimes it's counted by Sundays. So the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. And so the theme for this week is the creation waits with eager longing for the children of God to be revealed. Uh, that's the theme for the whole week. So, um, but. Today's readings will be out of uh, Isaiah 65, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and Mark chapter 12. Yeah, so we've been doing that. We've been going through that um, as we move closer and closer to Lent, which is still a few weeks away. Uh, 1st of March is uh, when the, the Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent. And, of course, Mardi Gras, the Tuesday before Lent. Uh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Mara. Welcome, Molly. Welcome, everybody, to today's readings. Hey, let's see what God has to say. We know what we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. Good morning, DJ. Let's do it. So uh, the first reading is from uh, Isaiah 65, 1 through 12. Noah, you know how it is. We uh, we read. We pray. We change the world. We don't have any preconceived uh, agendas here, preconceived ideas. or uh, This is just unfiltered unscripted that's sometimes dangerous but nonetheless that's what we do um we pick up the pieces afterwards <laughs> uh all right isaiah 65 1 through 12 i revealed myself to those who did not ask for me i was found by those who did not seek me to a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here I am, here I am, or here I am I, here am I. Hmm. So uh, God is uh, revealing himself. So there are two types of, generally, there are two types of revelation in the Bible, and that is the way in which God discloses himself to humanity, two ways. Uh, one is uh, general general revelation. Right, so general revelation would be uh, what we can pick up through observation, right? Through the skies, through creation itself, through the creation of the human body, through personal experience, through uh, a sense of purpose, um, a, a sense of uh, um, uh, thinking just logically and rationally about first causes, 
that's that's sort of general revelation. Um, the things that we can just pick up from the five senses, just looking around. Uh, but then there's special revelation. Like special revelation would be like the Word of God, where God discloses particular characteristics uh, about Himself uh, the, uh, in in the Bible. And obviously, Jesus would be the ultimate example of special revelation. He was the exact representation of God to humanity. Uh, and so there's general revelation, special revelation. And so here the author, the Isaiah is saying, I revealed myself to those who did not ask of me. So he's talking about general revelation, right? He's got it, he's disclosed himself, his character to the world. Uh, and even to um, Israel in a particular way, he disclosed his divine nature through special revelation, through the word of God. To a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here am I, here am I. All day long I have held out my hands to an obstinate people. He's obviously talking about Israel here. You know, and that's true in our own lives, man. Like God tries to reveal himself to us, tries to disclose his purposes to us, tries to give us uh, warning and advice and guidance and consultation and uh, comfort. Um, he consistently does that. All day long, I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations, to a people who continually provoke me to my very face. He's like, you guys, they, 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 they're, uh, they're trying to provoke me right in my face, right in my face, right up under my nose. Hmm. Um, offering and how they, how are they specifically provoking the Lord? They're offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick. They're offering offering uh, sacrifices to false gods. They're worshiping other things other than God. Um, a people, verse three, who continually provoke me. To, oh, I said that. Verse four, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil who eat the flesh of pigs and who's, they eat some, they're eating cracklins. <laughs> In Louisiana, we call those cracklins. <laughs> pork, pork, pork rinds, they're eating some cracklins. <laughs> uh, the Lord don't like that. He didn't like that. <laughs> they were eating these, this unclean food. Of course, in the New Testament, we get we get the, the you know we we get a free pass. We can eat whatever God made everything. But in the Old Testament, there was unclean, clean and unclean foods, and there they are eating the flesh of pigs, eating some cracklings. Man, you can't be eating no crackling, don't you? That's talk about man. You talk about something bad for you right there. And you talk about you talk about something bad for you, some cracklings. You know, you go to you go to the Seven Eleven. You go to Circle K, whatever, and there they are. They're hanging right there on the little end of the aisle, some cracklings. Some, you're like, man, I need some of that. How many of you eat cracklings? Come on. Come on, morning prayer. How many of y'all eat cracklings? Eat that pork pork rind. Pork skins. Let's take some pig. Let's fry it. Let's take some pork skin, let's fry it, and let's throw some seasoning on it, put it in a bag, sell it to people. <laughs> and people buy it up. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> All right, we got a few people eat pork rinds. All right. So, no judgment here. No judgment on, on, on prayer time. If you, eat the, if you like them, eat them. Yeah, man, they're good. 
Um, so they eat in the flesh of pigs and whose pots hold broth of impure meat. See, they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're eating forbidden food. For I am too sacred for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. Verse 6. See, it stands written before me. I will not keep silent, but will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their laps. Both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord. Why? Because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defiled me on the hills. I will measure into their laps the full payment for their former deeds. Whoa. Whoa. So here God's saying, judgment's coming, man. It's not just about pork rinds, people. Like, don't miss the point. It's not about the pork rinds. That's the least of the problems. That's just indicative of a much bigger problem, that they've defiled themselves with other gods. And God says, I'm going to judge. I'm going to set things right. We talked about this yesterday, the, the, the importance of having a just God. And that just, being having a just God means necessitates judgment. We, we do want a God that is a God of justice. And you can't have a God of justice without judgment. And God says, I'm going to make it right. I'm going to settle, settle the score. Verse 8. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in the cluster of grapes, and people say, don't destroy it. There's still a, a blessing in it. <laughs> so will I do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. That's grace, man. That's mercy right there. God's like, you know, even there's just a speck of righteousness in them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna with withhold, constrain my hand of judgment. Verse nine. I will bring forth the descendants of Jacob, and from Judah those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there will, and there will my servants live. Sharon will become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Achor a resting place for herds. For my, pe for my people who seek me. Mm. Are you seeking the Lord today? You probably are. You're, you're spending some time in prayer and in the word of God, so you're seeking the Lord. So that's we're doing the right thing. And God says what here? I'm going to give a resting place for those, for my people who seek me. Mm. Aren't you glad about that? Maybe you need a resting place today. Maybe, maybe you just need to get close to the Lord and just rest. Take a breath, breathe in. Enter into the Lord's rest. Of course, salvation itself is a is a is a sense of rest. We rest from our labor. We uh, we rest from the being under the curse of sin and judgment. We we rest because we are no longer condemned because of uh, what Christ has done for us. So salvation itself is a rest. But there's daily a rest we need to enter into. Right, just a rest, a rest in His love, rest in His grace. Receive his peace. Receive his mercy anew. Man, he loves you. He wants to offer that to you today. He does. Verse 11. But as for you who forsake the Lord, you don't want to do that. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want to be these people. For those who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table of fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny. So they're Basically, Ford, they're chasing after all these um, divination and fortune-telling and all that junk. Those who do that kind of stuff, 
I will destine you for the sword, and all of you will fall in the slaughter, for I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not listen. You did evil in the sight, in my sight, and chose what displeases me. Wow. It's interesting in the Bible, like, and this is reiterated uh, in the, the book of Revelation, it's also re reiterated in the book of Romans, and that is that the wrath of God is most often a turning over human beings to their own selfish desires. Like, that's the wrath of God is not this vengeful God who is like determined to, you know, let me just go and destroy people. Often the wrath of God is, 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 uh, is, is merely, uh, I'm reluctant to say merely because it sounds like it's not significant, but it is, it is significant. But the wrath of God is most often just a matter of God withholding his, his, uh, his hand of mercy and allowing people or his hand of constraint and allowing humanity to do whatever they want to do. And the end of that is death and destruction and chaos. That's the cup of wrath. The cup of wrath is letting people do what they want to do, giving them over to their own sinful desires. Yeah. Because you know, man, if, you, you, if people are just left to do what they want to do, they will destroy each other. They will destroy themselves. Look around. Look around. We see it everywhere. Human beings without the merciful hand of God intervening and interacting and uh, guiding, people will destroy each other. They will do what is right in their own eyes, and what is right in their own eyes is sinful and destructive, and it's ultimately not good for themselves or for others. Right? Yeah. Just let you... That's what he says in Romans. They were turned over. God just turned them over. Like, you know what? You want to go crazy? You want to do what you want to do? You want to do anything? You think you can, you think you know, you think you're God, you think you know the better way to live and the better way to do things, then just, then go for it. And what happens? Chaos ensues. <laughs> Chaos ensues. That's why we need the Lord. We don't want to be a part of that, man. No, we don't want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of God's guidance. That's why, that's why the kingdom of God, when, when people receive Christ and uh, enter into the kingdom of God. We we advance the kingdom because we, as people of light, then go into the world and work against that chaos. We bring hope and peace and joy, a better way, God's way. We don't do it, but God, Christ does it through us. And that's the kingdom of God that's expanding from heaven to earth. Yeah. First Timothy, let's jump over there, man. First Timothy chapter four. Welcome, everybody. So glad everybody's on today. Hope you guys are ready for this Thursday. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody crush Tuesday. We talked about crushing Tuesday. How about Wednesday? Would you crush Wednesday? We're going to crush Thursday, though. New day, new opportunities. First Timothy chapter four, verses one through 16. Let's go. It's the whole chapter. We're going to read the whole chapter. The spirit clearly says, well, I just write along what we just talking about, man. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith. What happens when you abandon the faith? And follow deceiving spirits. You're going to believe some lies. That's what's going to happen. They follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now, they don't know it's taught by demons, but it is. We learned in, uh, through studying the book of Revelation that behind all the wickedness and all of the things that are trying to thwart the plans of God is Satan himself and the powers of wickedness. 
that our enemies are not flesh and blood, but a principal, but principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. There is demonic influence throughout the world that tries to uh, push um, ungodly ideologies and beliefs and deceives people. And the enemy would want us to just pretend like nothing is ever evil, nothing is ever just, nothing ever is ever sin. That is just your opinion and my opinion. Just be quiet. Take it easy. But no, some things are evil. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars who, whose consciences, what, have been seared as with a hot iron. They have no conscience. They forbid people to marry in order to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good. You can eat those pork rinds now, man. Come on. Eat you some pork rinds. Eat you some cracklings. Eat you some cracklings. Don't eat too many of them cracklings. You've got to pace yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> pace yourself now. Don't eat too many cracklings, but you can eat some cracklings now. If you want some cracklings, if you want some pork butt, you can eat it. Thank you, Jesus. For everything God created is good. It's good, y'all. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. I'm going to thank God for some cracklings, and I'm going to thank God for some pork butt. But it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. Lord, bless it. Bless it. God's talking about more than pork butt, right? He's talking about there's freedom in Christ. Christ has made us free. But we should live in a way that brings glory and honor to him, not according to our own, uh, what our own consciences tell us is good and evil, but what God's word says is good and evil. Hmm. Because in the last days, what does it say? Some will abandon the faith, and they will follow what? Deceiving spirits. Guys, come on. We got to be aware that there are deceiving spirits out in the world. Not everything that comes to us that sounds good is good. So we got to be wise, right? We got to be discerning. There's deceiving spirits in the world. And how do we uh, how do we fight deception with the word of God? It's like, well, you know, everybody has their own opinion about those things. Well, if it clearly violates the word of God, then it's not their opinion. It's a deceiving spirit. It's sin. Well, yeah, I know Terry. I know Pastor Terry. I know we say that on Sunday. I know we say that on Sunday, Pastor Terry. But that's that's different during the week. <laughs> it's different on Thursday, Pastor Terry. You know, they just people have different opinions about things. I don't. I don't care if the Word of God clearly speaks to that issue or that perspective, or that ideology, one way or the other, if it affirms it, then it's okay. But if it uh, condemns it, then it's sin. You can use the word sin. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, it's sin. It's sin. Say it with me. Sin. It's evil. It's a deceiving spirit. For everything God created is good. Okay, verse 6. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, watch this. You will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. 
wow. They, they, if you point out, now you know you don't have to go around just calling everybody sinful, but when you point out sinful ideology, sinful beliefs, things that are not aligned with the word of God, when you point those out and identify them, you're not doing something wrong. You're doing something good. You're being a good minister, a good follower of Christ. But the enemy will tell you, don't, no, you don't need to, don't, no. No, mm -mm. to each his own. Everybody has their own opinion about, yes, we have to have tolerance and understanding and listen to other people's perspective. Yes, absolutely. We also need to know what the word of God says. And when someone's perspective is uh, contrary to uh, what is revealed in the, the specific revelation of God's word, then you have to call it out for what it is. Verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train your... You got to train yourself. Here we go, guys. You got to train yourself to be godly. How do you, by what we're doing right now, you read the word of God, you pray, you, uh, you fill your mind with truth, then you train yourself in physical training. You spend some time in the Word of God. You spend some time in prayer. Uh, you spend some time in, uh, maybe you like to journal. Uh, maybe you, uh, through speaking with other believers, processing the Word of God. There's great value in that through worship, through hearing the Word of God proclaimed and preached. For physical training has some value. There's value in physical training. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially those who believe. Yeah. Yes, sir. Why do we labor? Why do we strive? Because... We put our we put our hope in the living God, who's the Savior of all people. He's not Savior of some people. He's the Savior of all people. Verse 11, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone, remember Paul speaking to Timothy, who's a pastor in Ephesus. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in, in love, in faith, and in purity. Wow. Wow. Guys, let's set, a, let's set an example today, y'all. Hey, who, who's ready? Who's ready? Y'all ready? You ready? Who's going to set an example today in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity? Let's do it today. Let's crush Thursday. We're going to crush it by being an example in love, faith, purity, speech, and conduct. Let's do it. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. That's what we're doing. To preaching and to teaching, do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. People seeing your progress, people seeing your growth, your development, your maturity. Hey, you don't, you know, every day is not better than the next, but the long tradition trajectory of our lives should be a, a, a trajectory towards improvement progress there'll be some days we get setbacks but the long throw of our lives should indicate progress that is uh, sanctification watch your life and doctrine watch your doctrine people today oh it doesn't matter what you, you know it matters what you believe it 
Someone has said the most important belief in your life is what you believe about God. Mm. The most important belief or beliefs in your life are what you believe about God. There's nothing bigger because it influences everything in your life. And it's not just a matter of, well, then I need to believe what I want. We need to believe what is true, right? So I want to base my life on what is true because nothing affects my life more than my, my beliefs in God, and I want my beliefs in God to be true. And so where do I get that from? His Word. His Word. So persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. Man, that's good stuff right there. That's good stuff, man. You can meditate on 1 Timothy chapter 4 all day long. All day. I mean, you can be on all day. You grab you some bag of pork rinds and just uh, get in the corner and read 1 Timothy 4. Your pork rinds, Jesus, in first in your Bible. That's all you need. That's what you need. There's pork rinds in your Bible. Or, you know, maybe you don't want to do pork rinds. You can do uh, pig's feet. I don't know. <laughs> hey, let's jump over to the Gospels. <laughs> the Gospels. Mark chapter 12. Let's do it. Mark 12. Just a few verses here. 13 through 27. Um, Mark 12, 13 through 27. Let's go. Uh, bu, bu, bu. Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians. These are the people who were uh, uh, supportive of King Herod. So Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. They don't believe that. They don't believe that. We know that you're a man, man, man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Hmm. It is right to pay. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or God? Should we pay or shouldn't we? So they all setting us up. We know you st you speak the truth. We know you tell us the way of God. You know we 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 know you're impartial. You just shoot straight. You tell us the way we should live our lives. So tell us, should we pay this taxes or not? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He said. He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. Then they brought the coin and he asked them, whose Im image is this and whose inscription caesar's they replied then jesus said to them give back to caesar what is caesar and to god what is god's and they were amazed at him he said pay your taxes man give to god what's god's what's, what should god have your heart so you can eat your pork rinds you you should pay your taxes give to give to the government what is the government's but your heart that's the lord's man nobody gets that but the lord your worship only the lord gets that then the Sadducees who were there, who believed there was no resurrection, which is why they're sad. Sadducee. <laughs> Old church joke never gets old. Sadducees, they sad you see because they don't believe in the resurrection. That's their problem. Uh, they came to Jesus and they said, teacher. So now here you've had the Herodians, you've had the Pharisees, now you have the Sadducees who've all in these few verses have come to try to trap Jesus. But the Sadducees, they say, so Moses wrote that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no children, no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Since the seven were married to her. So Jesus replied, 
Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? Mm. You want your doctrine to be right. Why do you want? How do you get your doctrine right by the scriptures? And Jesus is like, I can't believe this. You you you're supposed to know the scriptures, and you're this uh, deceived. When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like they will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising. Have you not read in the book of Moses in the account of the burning bush how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. Mm. Wow. You notice how Jesus was like, it matters what you believe, man. It matters what you believe about God. It matters what you believe about the resurrection. It matters what you believe about who 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 uh, who you who should have rights to your heart. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's today let's uh, let's set an example in speech and conduct and purity. Yeah, let's do that. Hey guys, thanks so much for being on. You know what we do? We read, we pray, change the world. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for teaching us and instructing us. God, we want our minds to be conformed into the image of Christ. We want our minds to be renewed by the word of God. Lord, so uh, we ask that you would teach us, instruct us. Lord, if we have ideas or thoughts about you or about um, anything that is not consistent with truth, that is not consistent with what you've taught us in your word, Lord, we, we open our, our minds to be changed, to be changed and aligned with your truth. Um, because it's not our truth that matters, Lord. It's your truth. It's the truth that matters. And so, Lord, um, help our our beliefs, our doctrine to be aligned with that. God, help us to be an example today of faith, of love, of kindness, of purity. Uh, may, we, may we set those examples in speech and in conduct um, that may point to you and your goodness and your grace. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each of my friends today. May you encourage them and strengthen them. Uh, bless them today as they go about their daily task. And may they know that you love them and that you're with them every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for spending some time in the Word of God and in prayer. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for subscribing to this, for sharing this. Thank you for just taking a minute, sharing it on your timeline, sharing it on your story, whatever. And thank you for subscribing to it, liking it, all that stuff. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. All right, you guys, have a great Thursday. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.